Hello, and welcome back to Not Another Wellness Podcast with Natalie Dellinger. Thank you for listening today. I am going to talk a little bit about the postpartum period because I think there's a lot to plan for if you're about to have a baby. And I know for me, it really made a huge difference for the second baby to be a little more prepared when it came to postpartum and just what that was going to look like and how things were going to be, even though I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Um, so let's dive into it. As I mentioned, it is nap time. I actually don't know how long my babies are going to be sleeping for, but they're sleeping at the same time, which is just mind blowing because this rarely happens. So I'm jumping on the opportunity to record a little bit about the postpartum period, what I did to set myself up for success and then how it actually went. Okay. So if you listened to my birth story, you know how it all went down. (laughs) It was a pretty rocky road and I did a lot, a lot to prepare my body for labor. And I set up services with a doula, a birth doula, and I was ready to, in my words, biohack, (laughs) biohack the shit out of this birth or like, um, just, have it go so smoothly, especially because my first birth was rocky roads as well. Um, and that's just how it is for me. I want to just say that you can prepare all you want and you really just don't know what's going to happen. So you have to be flexible to what ends up happening in your birth and your health and the health of the baby and just keeping all of that in mind as you get closer. So the baby's born. If you want to listen to that wonderful story, you can go back and listen to part one and part two of Tegan's birth story. It was one of the most intense experiences I've ever had. And I definitely thought my first birth was the most intense. And I think this one blew it out of the water. And that kind of set me up for a postpartum period that was a little bit challenging. I I mentioned this in the birth story. I had a bracelet that they put on my wrist after Tegan was born and it said fall risk, F-A-L-L, like she could fall (laughs) at any time. And I probably should have had this on my wrist for weeks, weeks to come postpartum because I was a fall risk. And why? Why? What does that mean? I don't know. I honestly don't know anything about why that little band was put on my wrist, but I really struggled to walk and I needed help walking to the bathroom, sitting down on the toilet, reaching down to change my pads and my underwear. Like I was, I was a fall risk for sure. And so the first couple of days I really couldn't get out of bed, um, at all. I was in the hospital, right? For two days and I really needed support. So I had to have my partner put the baby down and like help me walk to the bathroom. And it was like one tiny step at a time. I could barely move my legs. The birth was just really intense on my body. And so we had Tegan on a Wednesday. On Friday, I was discharged to go home. And my mom had flown in a week and a half prior to help with this transition. And she watched 
my son the week before I gave birth and was there when I started going into labor. And it was really, really nice to have someone there and just know that my toddler was going to be taken care of. That's a huge difference when you have kids already, or if this is your first kid, is that you need someone you trust who can drop everything and be there to watch your other children or child, right? Like they can't come to the hospital with you. And unless you're having a home birth, they can't typically go. Well, I don't know about the birth centers, um, but we were in the hospital Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So I was so glad that my mom had come out early, um, anticipating that she was going to be there for a couple of weeks. And so when the baby came, I knew my son was in good hands and I knew he was being taken care of and we would see him eventually, um, which was really kind of sad leading up to there's so much preparation for what is my first child or my other children going to think about this new baby, this new addition, not being the center of attention. It's a big change and you can spend all the time in the world kind of anticipating what it will be like, but you really don't know until you know, you don't know how they're going to react. You don't know how you're going to feel. And something I wasn't really prepared for was how heartbreaking it was going to feel to watch my relationship change with my oldest. It changed for me. I, I saw him and almost like didn't recognize him after going through such an experience and then being with this little new baby who I was trying to bond with. And felt really attached to, side note, my first birth, um, I didn't feel really attached emotionally um, to my son. It was, I felt this detachment with him. Like I was sort of staring at him, <laughs> like, who, where did you come from? Um, and that was really hard and kind of sad. I, that's not how I wanted things to be. So with my second, I actually felt way more of attachment to her right away, which was really cool. But I didn't expect to feel a disassociation or no, that's not the right word, detachment from my oldest son, my only other son. I wasn't prepared for that. Like I saw him and he came into the room and I just cried immediately and was like, Bridger, it's so good to see you, bud. And it was. But then in the following days, when we got home, I just felt like I couldn't give any attention to him. I just needed to fully focus on the baby. Luckily, my dad had also flown in. So he was there to help. And we left the hospital on that Friday. Uh, yeah, really slowly, like in a wheelchair and came home and we're just trying to, all right, let's try and figure this out. And I had a hard time balancing the fact that I had two kids now. It was just really, really strange. And I was in so much physical pain that I was really distracted too and just trying to find a way to feel better. Um, some of the things I did immediately to feel better was I drank a lot of bone broth. That's something that I've heard recommended a lot. I um, tried to eat warm food, so no raw salads or vegetables or juices or anything like that, just cooked foods, soups, things that were really hearty to try and regain, regain some of that strength. Um, physically that was really important and was very sleep deprived by the time we got home. And so I was really grateful to have other eyes to help watch obviously my older son and then help me navigate 
nursing and feeding my baby and healing and all the things. Uh, it was really, really tough to be in so much physical pain in those first couple of days, especially I really couldn't, um, get up out of bed without a lot of help. I couldn't go up and down the stairs. I was pretty much bed, like on bed rest, um, or couch rest. I had a lot of pain from the birth. Um, I had hemorrhoids, which from pushing for two and a half hours, like basically, I think I explained this in the birth story, but like broken blood vessels, right. Or like, I don't know. They're so painful. I had no idea it was going to be so painful. And my milk eventually came in, I think it was Saturday or Sunday and nursing was just really, really not going well the first couple of days. So physically I'm, I can't stand up on my own. I can't get up off the couch on my own. I can't pick up my baby or my toddler. And my toddler's really confused by all of this, right? Because I was relatively able, able-bodied as a pregnant person, was able to carry him around. And then all of a sudden he sees me with this baby and I physically can't even pick him up. And I just was utterly not prepared for that, for the weakness that I would feel. I definitely went into this birth thinking it was going to be pretty straightforward as it was my second, although it was my first vaginal birth. So kind of like my first birth, I just wasn't prepared for how much pain I was going to be in really. Um, the C-section that I had with my first was painful, really, really, really painful. But the pain I experienced, um, this time was kind of unimaginable. Um, I was taking pain medicine throughout that first week. I could not sit down on any surface that wasn't my donut pillow. (laughs) Um, and I just kind of hobbled through life, really exhausted, sleep deprived, was trying to find ways to connect with my son, but I felt this disconnect from him, was trying to connect with my little baby laying next to me, um, was struggling with that. And we had so much help, um, which I, I really can't imagine doing it any other way. One of the best pieces of advice for postpartum that I ever saw was the 555 rule. So it says to spend the first five days completely in bed, no matter what type of birth you have or how many children you have, find a way to get the support that you can physically be in bed resting for five days. I did this not by choice. I really had to be in bed resting for those first five days. The next five days, you're supposed to be around the bed, like or no, on top of the bed. So like maybe sitting more upright or sitting on a couch, but really not doing much else. And then the last five days you should be around the bed. So really close, always able to rest and get off your feet and just allow those 15 first days of your new baby's life to replenish your body in every way that you can. So I took this very literally. I also didn't have a choice. I wasn't feeling good. So I was bound to bed, bound to the couch. I set up a little station on the couch with one of those three-tier rolling carts with my breast pump and my nursing bra and some burp cloths and some like pacifiers for the baby, some snacks, my water bottle fit in there. Like I had everything in my little station, my phone charger. So my parents would take Bridger to 
the museum or to the park and I would just stay with the baby and nurse her and just try to figure out how to rest and how to feel better. And it was just a really, really slow, 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 slow thing. Now, typically after birth, you will go back and see your provider at six weeks if you've had a vaginal birth or eight weeks if you've had a cesarean. One week postpartum, I called just absolutely sobbing to my midwife and I was like, something's not right. Like I'm in so much physical pain. I, I just don't, I don't know what to do. I was having a lot of pain every time I would have to go pee, almost like the urine was burning an area down there that was like an open wound. And I just felt I would like burst into tears every time I peed. I just didn't, (laughs) it was just really, really uncomfortable. Um, And again, I was barely able to stand up, barely able to walk at all. So I called them, they told me to come in and I got to be wheeled in on a wheelchair by my husband with my newborn on my lap in the car seat and see the doctor. And I just sobbed and I'm like crying. I'm like, what's wrong with me? Like what happened to my body? And they were just like, yeah, like your birth was really tough and this is going to take a long time to heal. She took a look at everything. She saw that some of the stitching had come out in one of the areas that I had torn. And the when I was peeing, when I was urinating, um, it was like the acidity of the urine was kind of, oh, sorry, this is like too much, but it was causing a lot of physical pain. Like I would literally crumble to my knees. Um, and she gave me, what did she give me? I'm trying to remember that first appointment. She gave me some cream for the hemorrhoids because they were really painful. Like I just had no idea how painful hemorrhoids were. Are she gave me some cream for? I think it was like a steroid cream for the open incision. And she's like, you know, I don't want to add any more stitches in. You've already had so much stitching, so let's just um, try using the peri bottle, which is like a bottle that has a spray, <laughs> and you spray it when you pee. Um, to help keep the area clean. And in this case, she was like, I, you need to use a lot of water to like clean you out. Um, so when you're peeing, it's not going to sting so much. I texted uh, my cousin actually, and she had a similar experience with like really pain, pain, a lot of pain when she tried to go pee. And she suggested leaning forward and like standing up, basically tilting forward so that when you pee, it doesn't touch the area that tore that actually helped a ton. I stood and peed for like a month and a half, which is terrible for your pelvic floor, by the way. But the pain when I peed was just too bad. I couldn't even take a chance. So I just avoided it altogether. At two weeks postpartum, I'm still like absolutely hobbling around, like barely moving. My poor toddler, this is when it all kind of hit him. He just had meltdown after meltdown. He was just so confused at the state of me, the state of life, what was going on. And rightfully so. I am like barely able to walk at all. I haven't gone outside. I haven't left the house. Um, and he's like, where did my mom go? You know, um, week three, I call the midwives again, crying. And I'm like, I'm just in so much pain. I, I Can you please look and check and make sure I don't have an infection or like what is going on? Um, I went in, they, was this at three weeks or four weeks? I can't remember now. 
they took out a little bit of a stitch that they said my body was kind of like rejecting, um, pushing out. So they took out a stitch. It actually made a huge difference in how I was feeling. And they gave me some like, no, I think they were just like, yep, you're going to have to wait and things will get better. Four weeks goes by. We're at the end of May, early June. Um, very sleep deprived, waking up every two to three hours, which is completely normal, but just physically in so much pain still, like just not able to walk anywhere. I haven't left the house unless it was to go to the doctor. There's a picture of me holding my baby. I think someone was, my mother-in-law was visiting and she took Bridger somewhere and I'm just in tears because I'm just like, this is so hard. And I just didn't expect having already been a parent before that this would be this hard. And, um, you know, you're not sleeping. I'm not physically feeling well. I'm in a lot of physical pain. I can't walk. I can't sit down on anything. That's not a donut pillow. A lot of pain when I just breathe, laugh, cough, etc. So the saving grace was just taking two showers a day. I would wake up and take a shower from nursing all night the night before and having milk everywhere. Nursing was still not really getting easier. So I started to see a lactation consultant. Actually, earlier on, I saw her like one and a half weeks and two weeks, and she came every week for like six weeks. And she helped us figure out the best positions. And I had an oversupply, so she helped me figure out kind of a schedule to nurse on and like which side to nurse on, if that makes any sense. Um which is actually really helpful. I highly recommend finding a good lactation consultant who you really like know is good at their job and knows to really take you and um, your health in a well-rounded approach, I guess, if that makes sense. Um, so now we're at like five, six weeks postpartum. I'm still just like not okay. And I've been doing tons of sits baths. It's where you put this little tub in the toilet and, and you fill it with warm water and Epsom salt or a sits bath, which is like kind of like a tea. Um, I couldn't even sit on the toilet. Like that position was so painful, but I was trying to do those because I heard that could help with tearing. I was taking my prenatal vitamin, trying to drink bone broth and eat warming foods. And at five weeks, I call them like crying and I'm like... I'm not okay. I'm just not okay. Like, this is not okay. Um, I'm in so much pain. I can't stand up. I can't walk. Like, I haven't gotten better at all. And at this point, they're like, oh, this girl, she's just struggling. And I I really was struggling. Um, But they were like, look, your birth was really traumatic, and there's nothing we can do for you, which I just couldn't get over because everybody else that I knew who I'd talked to about having babies was up and moving after a couple of days at the most. I'd never heard of anyone else not being able to walk after a month, six weeks. Like, so I went in for my six week checkup and I'm like ready to like talk to them and like figure out, you know, kind of like talk through my birth. And it was like the quickest appointment. It was like in and out. They checked everything. They didn't even notice that I had prolapse, which I do. I still have prolapse. I'll explain what that is later. But I was kind of disappointed in the care I received afterwards. It was very much like, oh, all right, you're good. And I was like, no, no, like I'm really not good. Like, I, I, like when am I going to get better? When is this going to get better? When can I walk my son to the park? And they were like, you know, probably two more weeks.
and they weren't wrong. By week seven and a half, I called my mom and I was like, please come out again. (laughs) Um, By this time, all the visitors had left and I was just left with my two children and I was just completely overwhelmed. We didn't leave the house at all. My son watched TV for like three days straight because I couldn't figure out anything to do with him. I couldn't walk anywhere. I didn't, if I drove anywhere, I couldn't carry him and the baby and push a stroller. And I had urinary incontinence. I wasn't able to hold my pee in, which is also very common when those muscles go through such trauma with birth. I hope I'm not like scaring you because I'm saying this all like very nonchalant, but like, yeah, it was really, really bad. (laughs) It was really, really bad. I was not okay. Mentally, physically, emotionally. The one thing I loved, I mean, I, I loved this little baby that I just brought into the world. I loved seeing my toddler wanting to hold her. That was like the most amazing thing of all. Like I had two healthy kids and I was, I was, you know, I'm so like grateful for that. And at the same time, I was just struggling so hard to do anything for myself. And that was just really, really tough. And your hormones are doing crazy things to get back to whatever baseline was. You're nursing and nursing is, can be very painful and very difficult. You're trying to do everything right to take care of your kids and take care of yourself. And yeah, it was just a really tough time. And I'm not going to sugarcoat that or pretend that it's easy. And, you know, <laughs> it can be easy in some ways. It can be really hard in some ways. I think there's always a trade-off. I think if I didn't have so much help for those first two months, I don't know. Like if I had to push through, I don't know how I would be now. Um, I'm recording this three months postpartum and I can walk. (laughs) I can pee without burning the burning sensation that sends me to tears. I've started pelvic floor physical therapy So I have someone helping me navigate this prolapse and some abdomen swelling and just a lot of really tight, wonky muscles from a really gnarly birth. I highly recommend postpartum, um, uh, excuse me, pelvic floor PT and lactation consultant. Like I said, he's really good and setting yourself up for as much support as you can, because really you can always take away and say, you know what? I'm good. I don't need help in this way. You can't add in support as easily if you haven't prepared for it. And I think I would be in a lot worse place now uh, if I hadn't been able to really, really rest and really listen to my body and really just take it easy. I eventually did start to heal. I think I turned a corner about eight weeks right when my mom was out here. I think that's when I walked to the park for the first time, but it might have been later than that. I can't actually remember. Um, we then took a trip to Connecticut, and my mom was able and my to fly with us, and then my mom and dad were there to support us. So they watched my toddler for like a whole nother week while I was able to just rest with my baby. This is like she was born the first week of May. This is mid-July. I took my first walk Um without a stroller, without a dog down the street while I was at my parents' house. And it felt so good. My legs were so not used to walking or standing that they were like tingling and burning 
if you've ever had a surgery or been on bed rest before and then started walking again, it's like your muscles don't know what to do and they just are really tingly and fiery. And it felt really, really good to walk. And that's when I sort of saw the light at the end of the tunnel and was like, okay, I am going to be able to take my two kids to the park and figure out this nursing thing and not be in so much pain and be able to sit down on a hard surface and be able to pick up my son and carry him up and down the stairs and pick up my baby from the, off the ground and all the things. And it slowly, slowly started to come back like to, what am I trying to say? It slowly, slowly started to get better. When you're in those first weeks postpartum, it's really hard to know how you're going to feel ahead of time. And it's hard to navigate how you're feeling in the moment because your hormones are just all over the place. And you're so tired from getting up every two or three hours that it's really hard to think straight. The brain fog is so real. And it's just such an amazing feeling to practice like the self-love and the self-care that it requires to get you through to the next stage. It feels so good to honor how your body's feeling and ask for help and call your parents and be like, I need more help. I need someone to help watch my toddler. I need help with the baby. I need help getting groceries, like whatever it is, because think about all the times in your life where you've asked and offered help to somebody else and how good it made you feel. And that's like, that's exactly it. Like people want to help you. People want to know that there's a need that they can meet for you and they want to support you, especially as a new parent or when you have a new baby. I am in so much, I have so much gratitude for my parents and my in-laws who all came out to help cook and bring the baby to me and entertain my toddler just so we could get to a place where I was good enough and feeling okay enough to take on two kids by myself. And that's what I'm currently doing now. And, you know, it's not pretty. It's not beautiful. It's not, you know, Pinterest worthy, but we leave the house mostly every day, but sometimes we don't. We go to the library and to the park and we, um, play and I run around like a crazy person trying to bring the baby with us and make sure it's not too hot and navigate nap times and navigate trying to get rest for myself and space and time with my husband and time alone. I haven't gotten any time alone. I'm not going to lie. Maybe like 10 minutes. Um, that's not true. I actually took a nice little bike ride the other night after I put the baby to bed, but then I came home and the baby was crying that whole time. Oh, it's just a really hard couple months for most new moms. So if this is something that you want to do, I hope that you are not afraid to stack up all the support in the world. Like, don't be like me and assume that it's going to be easy. Like I I literally did. I assumed I was going to have an easy birth. I assumed I wasn't going to need a lot of support. I assumed we were just going to jive as a family of four without ever missing a beat. And that's just not the way it went. And I'm still learning every single day. And I'm practicing the muscle for how it, what it takes to take two babies out of the house. It takes sometimes two diaper bags and five trips in and out of the house and a screaming toddler and a crying baby. It takes, you know, I forget my water. I forget everything for me because I'm only packing up all the stuff for the kids. And then you get there and the baby has a blowout and you have to change the clothes and change the diaper. And then you have to nurse her 
and your toddler has needs too, and you need to feed him and make sure you, you know, are drinking any water at all. And it's like chaos, but it's like this beautiful chaos that I know is going to be so temporary and is so temporary and is so fleeting. And I don't want to miss a second of it. I'm so, so grateful that we can swing a one income life right now. Um, so I can stay home and raise these two amazing little humans that I somehow grew inside my body and are now living on the outside of me, like this extension of me where I'm constantly worried about them. It's, uh, it's pretty wild and it's wonderful. Um, I mentioned the prolapse. If you don't know what prolapse is from extended pushing or in my case, extended pushing plus a vacuum assisted delivery, the muscles in your pelvic floor can become weakened and like traumatized. Um, and that's what happened to me. And so I'm having prolapse, which means there's a organ in my body that is not in the right place because the muscles are so weak and just not healed yet that, um, I'm monitoring it pretty closely to make sure that I'm going to be okay. Um, I'm working with the pelvic floor PT. She's keeping eyes on it every week. Um, basically, I have to work on rebuilding strength down there to pull that part of my organ back into my body and have it be in the right place. If it doesn't do so on its own or worsens, I could be seeing... Um, surgery to fix it, which is not something I want to deal with at all. So that's where I'm at now. I'm three months postpartum. I am like figuring it out one second at a time. I'm still very weak physically. I'm still navigating, like trying to rebuild strength without worsening my prolapse and build muscle. And just like that, my little baby has woken up after her 30 minute nap. And so I'm going to end there. I hope that wasn't like too much information, but if you're still listening, thank you for letting me share that. I hope some of it is helpful just to shape maybe what your postpartum experience might look like. And again, yours might be like, you might be walking on day one, like a lot of people are. And I hope that for you. I do. I don't want anyone to not be able to walk for nine weeks, um, but you will get through it. With the right support, you will heal in some capacity. Um, you will come out on the other side. You will come out of the tunnel. You will find a way to make strides with this new family and the new shape that you've created, like shape of your family. Uh, yeah, it's just this wonderful, wild ride. I um, I don't think I was meant to have many babies. I think if I had to birth in the wild, I might not be here anymore. So I'm really grateful for modern medicine and, uh, modern, yeah, like modern medicine. I don't know why my birth or births are so challenging, but I know that it's not normal necessarily, but I want, I'm here to kind of share what it can look like in the sense, um, <laughs> kind of like a, not a worst case scenario, but a scenario that might be not that ideal, but just to help you be prepared for a situation that can be really, really heavy, even though it might not be. With that, I will leave you. Thank you again for being here. Um, and again, if you like the podcast, head over to iTunes and leave me a rating and review. And that is how other people find out about it. So if this is bringing you value, great. If not, then don't worry about it. <laughs> That's Clinton Doyle says. Um, if you know, you know. And I'll see you next time. Bye.